BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Childs drives and dunks. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good afternoon, BYU fans. That's right, an afternoon game on a Saturday. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Today, the BYU Cougars, boy, they've got a big one, hosting the Gales of St. Mary's. BYU improved to 1-0 in West Coast Conference play and 12-2 overall with Thursday night's 69-45 victory over the Portland Pilots. Cougars have now won nine games in a row. Yoli Childs, Elijah Bryant did Yoli and Elijah things in that game. Child scoring a career-high 26 points. Also pulled down 13 rebounds. Not too shabby. Eli finished with 22 points, and he grabbed a career-high 15 boards. And BYU will most certainly need performances like that again today as they host St. Mary's. The Gales, like BYU, also 12-2. and They have the player that most believe will win the WCC Player of the Year award in Jock Landale. He is an absolute stud. He's averaging 21 points per game. This is a very good shooting team. So once again, defense will be a big focus for the Cougars in today's game. Just a little bit of a history between these two teams. BYU lost all three matchups with St. Mary's last season. That's the two in the regular season, one in the WCC tournament. But this isn't the same Cougar team as we've witnessed through the first 14 games. BYU, however, does have history on its side at home. Even though they lost last year, BYU has won three out of its last four against the Gales in Provo. Now, BYU's depth has been a real plus for this team, as we've seen throughout the year, and on Thursday night, it got even better. After missing all 13 non-conference games with an ankle injury, Braden Shaw was back in uniform, saw brief action at the end of the game. He will most definitely give the Cougars some added size, and he's a great guy. His teammates absolutely love him. I talked with Braden, and here's our conversation. So tell me what it was like to finally be able to get on the court this season. What was that emotion like for you? It's been awesome. I started practicing two days ago, so I'm still getting into it, obviously. But when you have to sit out for a couple months, it makes the time on the court a lot more meaningful. So it feels good to be back. What do you think you learned the most observing and watching this team? Um, just little fundamentals here and there. It's We have amazing post players. Yoli Childs just had the game of his life. He played awesome. Um, but to learn how to seal, how to play defense, how to conceptually understand the game when you can't physically be there, to conceptually understand the fundamentals has been great. Do you find yourself looking at the game differently when you're sitting on the bench? I mean, like kind of like you were talking about, a little more analytical maybe? Oh, yeah. And just naturally you're going to be next to the coaches a little bit more, so you get to hear what they're saying to each other. Um, see a little bit more what they see rather than when you're playing. And so that's, yeah, I definitely see it in a different way. Coach Rose said the other day, you're not 100%, but you were, you're just going to kind of fight through it. Is that kind of the way you're looking at it right now? Yeah, um, I'm going to have to get surgery after the season. That's kind of known. So I'm going to have to fight through it, and it's going to be a little bit to, to get my trust back in it. That's really where it is. I can play through pain, but um, to trust it a little bit more. But I know that I can play hard. I can add what I need to add to the team. It's not going to hinder me at all. What has been your overall impression of the way this team has played? Obviously, an 11-2 record through non-conference, starting the conference season out 1-0. What's been your observation just of the team as a whole? 
Um, it's a very different team than last year. Defensively, we have amazing concepts. People are buying into it. They do what we need to do. Regarding the three-point line, um, and then offensively, we've learned how to share the ball, which is awesome. And so it's been a lot of fun to be a part of this team and to um, watch us grow. I, I still think we have a long time to grow, though. We're just starting conference play, and so to watch us tonight was a growing point. Tomorrow or Saturday against St. Mary's will be an awesome game. So it's fun. It's been a lot of fun. Where do you feel you fit in best with, as you mentioned, kind of a different team than it was last year? Um, it's gonna. I'm gonna have to work to find where I fit in playing. I haven't played. They've they've done 14 games now, and so um, I'm gonna have to figure out where I fit in. But I know that defensively, I can add to the floor. Um, I can get rebounds. I can offensive boards. I can get putbacks. I can all the hustle stuff that I love to do. I know I can add immediately, and then after that, I'll just kind of see where I fit. Let's go back to the Portland win. You guys were kind of in a dogfight for a little bit, and then teams kind of pulled away what do you think was the biggest difference there all on the defensive end they were shooting threes and making them in the first half we didn't really have um, the hover hand that we needed to uh, weren't getting to them as quick as we needed to and at halftime we made some adjustments and we came out and and implemented those adjustments and it definitely worked but it was all on the defensive end st mary's coming in saturday afternoon one of those rare afternoon games yeah. just your overall thoughts on taking on st mary's there's been some battles between these two teams over the years st mary's is such a fun team to play they're extremely disciplined um very good players and so it'll be a lot of fun to to get to play them again they're they're an amazing team obviously i give them a lot of a lot of credit but i know that our team has improved a lot and that, that we're ready to play them. They're one of the more aggressive teams in the league. How do you approach a, a game like that? Um, Coach always says something about the defensive end that I really like. He says no matter what they do, they're wrong. So they can be a, as aggressive as they want on the defensive end, but no matter how they play it, there's always a counter to it. And so we just have to be ready and smart, uh, be ready to make the right play, and and we'll, we'll be just fine. Because of the way that these two teams have played each other and they've had some success against you guys, do you guys look at this as a barometer game at all to see where you guys are at? Um, barometer, no. I think we know where we're at. We've had an awesome preseason, but that, that does nothing for us. We need to prove ourselves in the conference, and it'll be a great game to go play. But I think that we're starting to get our identity, and we know where our identity is, um, that we can play defense, we can come down, we can hit shots, and we can win games. And so barometer, I wouldn't say that we're going to judge our season off this any sort of way, but it's going to be a big win. We're, we're excited to, to go out and play them. Well, it was fun to, to see you get back on the court. I know it was a big deal for you. Congratulations on the victory, and good luck against the Gales. Thank you so much. All right, that was Braden Shaw. Nice to have him back with this team. And as he mentioned, still kind of a learning and a feeling out process, not just for him, but for the team and how they'll use him and how he feels most comfortable coming in and, and playing. We'll see how many minutes he gets as the conference season goes on, but just the ability to have another big body. And uh, that's that's a big deal for this coaching staff, who obviously right now we don't have uh, Dalton Nixon, uh, Ryan Andrus still out. Uh, he is uh, getting a little bit closer, not sure exactly when Andrus will be back, but certainly nice to have Braden Shaw back. Uh, I asked him the barometer question. I, I look at this game, certainly like Braden said, you know, this game's not going to determine the season. I, I, I agree with him there that they can't judge themselves just on one game. But I do think this is a big test for both 
BYU and St. Mary's. I think this is a barometer game for both teams to see where they are. They're both at 12-2. and two. A, a, Whoever wins this game, probably walk away, and a lot of people on the outside looking in, whoever wins this, probably legitimizes their 12-2 and two start just a little bit more. Coming up on the other side, we will head next door to the Marriott Center. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75-66, a sock attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Big game today for both BYU and St. Mary's. Welcome in to Cougar Pregame Live. Getting you ready for the big matchup at the Marriott Center. That's where we will head now. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Good Saturday afternoon, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm excited for this one, Jason. This is a fun afternoon of college basketball we've got going here. It most certainly is, and we will get there. I do want to ask one quick question about Portland, then we're going to move on to today's game. I thought the win over the Pilots was a perfect example of what good teams do. BYU did not play great, but they won the game, and I think that's what good teams do. I agree. I I think uh, they're doing things now that are going to give them a chance to win games uh, when maybe last year, a couple years ago, if you don't shoot well, you're missing your threes, you you don't win those games. And we've seen it a couple times in Princeton, comes to mind portland comes to mind utah state in that first half comes to mind and and uh i mean there's there's a lot to that and uh not, yeah, as good a shooter as i was jason and you know oh, i, I know really you know you good. tell me even i would have off nights so that happens to teams as well you're gonna have off nights so then the question is how are you gonna win that game and byu thought played really good defense particularly in the second half when they really needed it and uh, started making their shots a little bit better in the second half when they needed it and you know uh, that they got they they rebounded the ball great 46 rebounds in that game and uh, almost practically doubling up Portland so it's the defense it's the rebounding it's taking care of the basketball so you can overcome poor shooting nights uh, maybe not tonight I don't, I don't think BYU overcomes a poor shooting night tonight but in a lot of games, you can still win games even if you're not shooting your best. I asked Braden Shaw if he thought this was a barometer game today. He said he did not. Uh, I believe that it, it is. I, I think this is, and it's not just for BYU. I think this is a barometer game for both teams this afternoon. Do you feel this game is a barometer game for the Cougars? Absolutely. I absolutely do. I might give a different player if I, an answer if I was a player, but that's kind of what, what players do. Um, but this, uh, of course it is. I mean, of course. It's not, BYU loses. It, is it the end of all hope for BYU in the conference race? No. Uh, but I, I tell you what, I think it's, it's a, it, you know, for, for both teams, like you said, I think it, it will determine is BYU a real contender or is it going to be more of the same? And is it Gonzaga and St. Mary's that are going to be fighting fighting it out? I mean, that's too much pressure to put on one game. But you're here in the Merritt Center. You got a nine-game winning streak. Uh, I mean, it's this 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 is what will tell us. I mean, I, I don't want again. I don't want to put too much on it, but uh, it's hard to imagine it not really being a gauge of where BYU's at. Can they compete with St. Mary's? Can they compete with Gonzaga? And, uh, will they be able to compete for a conference title? And again, it's not, you know if they lose this game, yeah, there's certainly still hope. But it's kind of that same hope we've had the last three or four years, where 
boy, you're really struggling. You're you're always trying to catch up, and well, maybe if this happens, and, you know, th- this is a way you can establish yourself as the front runner. Say, here we are. We're different. It's not the same old story. Uh, and you guys are going to be chasing us, and uh, we'll 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 be looking in our rearview rear mirror for one time. Do you like that this game is being played early? I mean, it's the second conference game of the year. I mean, you can look at it in terms of maybe not necessarily liking the fact that the students aren't here, so you don't have that aspect. didn't seem to hurt BYU against Portland. I think they had over 16,000, so that was great. But do you like it being played early, or would you rather have it later in the season? Uh, as uh, as a broadcaster, I like it earlier. But as a player, I, I liked the, the, the routine, I, um, and I liked it uh, at night. And I don't know. I don't think it matters. I mean, you're in a pretty dark building here, and it's all the same. And these are young kids, and uh, I think they can they can handle themselves either way. But let, let me say, the crowds have been just tremendous. I don't know, I don't remember really ever seeing it like that during a Christmas break against teams that you know there weren't you know, Texas Southerns and Idaho States of the world, and even Portland. I mean, those aren't world beaters, and the the, the fans have really filled up the place. And I think it's a credit to the team. I mean, when you win basketball games, people are more interested. And, uh, you've got your core fans always, but the, the, the reality is if you want people to come to your games, win games and be a fun team to watch. This is a really fun team to watch. Yoli with his dunks and Elijah doing what he's doing and, you know, McKay coming in, hitting the threes. And, I mean, it's, it's uh, Peyton Dastrip. You know, it's fun to watch, and they seem to have fun playing. And I think the fans are, are kind of taking this team under their wing a little bit and if if BYU can win this game I mean look out I mean every game's going to be a, a party here but uh, uh, I think it's a credit to BYU fans and to the team for putting putting a product on the floor that fans want to see why has St. Mary's historically been a difficult matchup for BYU St. Mary's is uh I I hate him <laughs> but I love them. I mean, I love them. The way they play is the right way to play basketball in, in Mark Durant's book. So unselfish, spread the floor, so fundamentally sound, so efficient, smart, play hard. I mean, it is poetry. It's like watching the Patriots. People hate the Patriots, but, man, watching Tom Brady and those guys do their thing, that is beautiful to see. And credit Coach Bennett, and and he's smart. I mean, who's going to go to Morocco? Small school, it's beautiful, but why why is St. Mary's different than any other West Conference, West Coast Conference school? Because Coach Bennett, and because he's found a pipeline through Australia to get their best players here. He's found a way, and man, they execute almost flawlessly. And the reason, one of the reasons I think BY actually has a chance this year is because they're starting to do the things that St. Mary's has been doing. Uh, commitment to defense, commitment to sharing the ball, taking care of the ball, getting a good shot. And uh, so I, I'm a lot more optimistic in BYU's chances this year, but, boy, St. Mary's is, uh, <laughs> as much as it pains me to say it, play basketball the right way. I love to watch it. It's fun to watch, and it's hard to play against. And so we'll see how BYU can do. Let's play off that a little bit then. What, how do you think this Cougar team does match up with the Gales this season? Because clearly um, th- this is a completely different team, not just personnel-wise, but scheme-wise on both ends of the floor than what we saw last year. So how do you think they match up with what St. Mary's wants to do? It's better this year because uh, on on offense, I mean, St. Mary's, they have 
a small number of possessions. Oddly, you know, they score over eight points a game, but they have a small number of possessions. But they're just so efficient. So if you're a team that likes to run up and down, and you know, you have your turnovers and you miss your shots, but hey, we're 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 going to shoot a lot, and we're gonna, you're not going to do that against St. Mary's. If you if you make mistakes, if you're taking bad shots, you're turning it over. And you have that limited number of possessions while St. Mary's is so efficient. That is a bad formula and one that BYU has fell prey to the last few years and three times last year. Uh, but uh, I think it will be different this year because BYU is more unselfish. They're, they're taking care of the basketball. They're getting good looks. They're not throwing up a lot of junk. So they're, they're, they're valuing possessions, which is what you have to do on St. Mary's. And then on the other end, when BYU is playing defense, St. Mary's can really embarrass you. And... When BYU was getting beat off the dribble and then over-helping, over-rotating, jumping at shooters, getting behind on defense, that is just that, – that, that's like a lion seeing a little lamb chop sitting there. I mean, he's just licking their lips of what, how BYU is playing defense. So I think uh, with a better on-ball defense, less help uh, on, on dribble penetration, you got shot blocker back there in Yoli, uh, you're able to stand on their three-point shooters. They're such a good three-point shooting team. You're not overhelping. You're not overcommitting, and uh, BYU's been much, much better defensively. Just I, I don't know what the numbers are, and they might be similar to last year, but just the look of it and their position and their discipline, and not allowing uh, the open threes that they were other teams were getting last year. Those things. I mean, all that goes into me thinking BYU has a really, really good shot tonight or today, and uh, it really wasn't in my mind the last couple of years. Just. It was just—it's just too hard to play against St. Mary's playing the style of basketball BYU is playing. That has changed this year. Believe me, it's changed, and we'll see how much it's changed this year. But it, it's uh, certainly bodes much better for a BYU victory this year than in years past. Look, I've said over the last couple of weeks that I, I do believe BYU is going to win this game. Number one, it's at home, as we mentioned uh, earlier in the in the pregame. You know, BYU has won three out of the last four at home. But I think BYU is the better team between the two because I think they've been the more tested team. I think they've gone through more and have proven themselves just a little bit more than what St. Mary's has at this point. Feel free, if, if you want to predict who you think is going to win the game, great. But overall, what, what type of game do you expect this afternoon? I think it's going to be a defensive uh, prize fight. and A lot of... I mean, it, I think it's going to be low scoring. Uh, I think the team's really going to be in each other's face, and it's going to be a battle. Uh, and the thing that scares you about St. Mary's, amongst all those other things I've talked about, is their three best players are seniors, and they're yep. uh, they're awesome. Yep. Uh, and Nar and and Hurdson and and, uh, and Landell. I mean, <laughs> it's bad enough when you got three really good players, but then they're all seniors. They they've been through it all before. And, and you're right. I mean, they haven't really played anyone. They had a stretch there against three pretty good teams and went one and two. Uh, so it makes you think a little bit, you know, how they're going to perform. But that's what Bennett does. I mean, he doesn't play anybody, and he just – but still, I mean, it still works out for him. Uh, yeah, they doing think, all right. Yeah, I don't think they're going to come in here and think, whoa, we've never experienced this before and be shaken by it. No, they're, they're not that kind of team. Mark, great stuff. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks for the time as always. Hey, thanks, Jason. See you. All right, Mark Durant, he'll be on the call with Greg Rubel. You'll hear both those guys coming up in just a little while. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college basketball. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. 
as we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Big game at the Marriott Center today. BYU hosting St. Mary's. Both teams, 12-2, and two, as we get into Game 2 of the WCC season. All right, let's update you on other scores. Uh, before we get to Top 25, though, I do want to make sure everyone's aware that the BYU women's basketball team, they are in Moraga today, a place they have never won. They're getting ready to take on St. Mary's. That's a game that will tip off at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. I'll update you on that throughout the afternoon. Pretty good one in Top 25 college basketball 30 seconds to go in overtime and an upset is brewing arkansas leading number 19 tennessee 89 to 83 looking like uh, the vols going to go down today uh, at arkansas also number four duke trailing by one to florida state 55 54 with 17 minutes to go in the second half seminoles leading the duke blue devils depaul leading at number six xavier by a lot, actually, by 12, 51-39. Now, there's plenty of time. There's about 16 and a half minutes to go, but we could see a couple of upsets in the top 25 today. Second half action, number nine, Virginia, with a 51-45 to lead over Boston College. Oklahoma with a 40, trailing 43-51 at number 10, TCU. A couple of finals from earlier in the day. The Shockers of Wichita State winning by 10 at UConn, 72-62. to And it was number 13, North Carolina, with a four-point victory over Wake Forest, 73-69. to uh, Other action today in the West Coast Conference. The San Diego Toreros hosting the Waves of Pepperdine. That's a game that will tip off at the same time as our game in Provo. Later on tonight, number 20 Gonzaga hosting Santa Clara. San Francisco will travel to Portland to take on the Pilots. And LMU, who just lost to St. Mary's two nights ago, they are in Stockton to take on the Pacific Tigers. Quick score uh, check on college bowl games today. The Tax Slayer Bowl between Mississippi State and Louisville. Mississippi State with a 31-27 lead with just under four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Also in the fourth, it is Iowa State 21 to 20, leading number 20 Memphis, but again, 10 minutes to go in that one. That is going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we'll send you next door to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, as today the two hottest teams in the West Coast Conference square off on the opening weekend of league play. It's an early huge game for both teams with St. Mary's, the unanimous coaches picked to win this conference, and BYU surging to nine straight wins and seeking to make an early statement that the Gales made this season have some company, along with Gonzaga at the top of the table. It's a Saturday matinee, and this arena should be loud and lively. Greg Rubel here, sitting alongside my longtime broadcast partner, my very good friend, the former BYU hoopster and Ironman, Mark Durant. And Mark, it was two weeks ago today 
that BYU opened his five-game homestand with a big game and a big win against rival Utah. And as important as that win was for BYU, 14 days later, there's a similar big game buildup and arguably uh, more crucial stakes in play. Yeah, man, Greg, this is a big one. It's like going on a date with the cute girl for the first time, and, man, you, you're feeling good. You're doing your hair. Well, you, you and I aren't doing our hair, but, you know, you're getting not – you look good, and you're on your game. You're telling funny jokes. You, everybody thinks, man, this guy's got game, but you really find out where you stand at the end when you go in for that kiss. You learn a lot from that – whatever happens, you learn a lot. And BYU's going in for the kiss right here, Greg, and we're going to know a lot about this team, how good they really are, do they really have a chance to win a conference title by this game? And by the end of this game, we're going to know where we stand a lot. And maybe we don't want to put too much on this game, but, Greg, this is a golden opportunity. And, you know, if you're talking about postseason stuff, you got to get it done. This has to happen here today. A great chance. BYU's playing good basketball. Go out. Go in for the kiss, and we'll see what happens. Coming up, we'll have uh, much more, smooch more. <laughs> As we hear from BYU head coach Dave Rose, the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues after this from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. Just here, Harden. That was pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. All right, uh, coming to you from the Marriott Center as we get set for BYU and St. Mary's. Both teams at 12-2 overall. Both teams 1-0 in conference play. Both teams on long win streaks. BYU 9 straight. Gales 7 in a row. Two top 60 teams in all the major metrics. It would be a significant resume builder for both. Tough to overstate just how important today's game really might be. It's another one of those games that uh, coaches, players, fans, and broadcasters all love to have on the schedule. But when it comes to preparing for St. Mary's, there's not a lot of enjoyment. BYU head coach Dave Rose knows how hard a guard the Gales can be. Yeah, it's um, you know one of the best, what top three or four teams in the country as far as offensive efficiency, and and it's a group of seniors who's been doing it there for the last really big, the three years with you know Hermanson and Nar and and uh, Landale inside, so. Uh, they've got a lot of experience. They know how to play together. You you you, you know you have a hard time, you know, speeding them up, slowing them down. They, they play at their pace. Uh, they're really good on the board. They're just really efficient team. And defensively, as I, Randy's always had really tough, uh, you know, teams that are physical. And uh, this team's no different. So uh, we, we we got our hands full. But uh, we're looking forward to it. I, I think that uh, you know you you you. you you just want to find out where you really are as a team, and I think this game is a pretty good gauge. The cliche says, you know, pick your poison. Is that a little bit what you get with with St. Mary's in terms of where you want to focus all of your defensive energies on taking Landale away deep in the post or, or making sure you're not leaving guys on the on the perimeter? Yeah, you know, I think it's, a, it's obviously a combination of both, but... Uh, you know, if people could just take one thing away, then they, they wouldn't be that good. It, it, what makes them really good is that, you know, you, you try to take it away from Jock inside, and then he'll expose you on the perimeter, and and uh, and then you're you're kind of you know up to if, if they're going to make shots or not. It's one of the best three point shooting teams in the country and has been for years. So, uh, you know, but if you just let him play one on one without 
you know uh, any kind of uh, you know change to them. They have a they have a package for if you want a top side him, a package if you want a front him, a package if you stay f- straight behind. And he is one of the best offensive, if not the best offensive. Uh, low post scorer in the country. I mean, he's big and he's strong and he he's got good rhythm. So we'll try to mix things up, but we'll, we'll try to do our best to keep uh, you know Emmett Nar out of the middle of the floor. If he, if he keeps getting inside the key, it, it it'll, it'll cause us problems all day long. He averages nine assists a game, which uh, is an amazing number with the pace that they play at and the amount of possessions in a game. So uh, I you know, the, and then he's got new guys. Man, his new guys have come in and. And, you know, they're just as efficient. And, uh, you know, Colin Neal's a kid we played against, uh, you know, when he was at New Mexico and he played at Ole Miss in the last year. Now he's playing at, at St. Mary's for his, his final year as a graduate transfer. So, uh, you know, he, he's the one that probably is the loosest of the group. Um, um, but, you know, the, the, this group is uh, is a really disciplined team, and that's what we'll have to show tonight. There's some real discipline on both ends of the floor. Yeah, you mentioned the fact, I mean, they're scoring 82 a game on the fifth slowest tempo in the country right now, so they're really humming. Yeah, and and, and so, you know, the, the, the key is, is uh, you know, to just try to get them to do things that they're not comfortable doing. And first of all, there's not a lot of things that they're <laughs> not comfortable doing, but the the other thing is is that they're really good at getting what they want, and that that's that's kind of the challenge. If you're looking at a inner struggle here, you know, trying to get them to do things they're not comfortable with, which are a few things, and uh, and take away the, the, you know all the things that they're really comfortable doing. So they've got four guys from the perimeter that can really hurt you on the floor at all times, and one of the best low post scorers all the time. So that's how you talk about us trying to stop them. But on the other end, we're gonna have to make them guard us. They, they, they you know, if we can get Jock out on the perimeter and ball screens, get him to guard two or three in the same you know uh, possession, that can loosen him up, maybe get him in a little bit of foul trouble. You know, we'll see, but. Uh, uh, this game will be it'll, it'll be uh, uh, you know two teams that are really playing hard and competing, trying to win. You know, I I, I hope our guys really play well. We, we we've we've won some games here the last couple of days, uh, you know, the last week or so, uh, relying on certain things. We're going to need everything clicking tonight. Gotcha. All right, coach. Good luck in this one. We'll talk to you post game. All right. Thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that's Dave Rose and today's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar Tip Off Show coming your way next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot and score! Dalton Nixon! Fly right to the rim, up and in! This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery. The classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now, let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join Mark Durant, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon once again from the Marriott Center in Provo, where a large crowd is filling in for BYU and St. Mary's. If BYU is to contend in the West Coast Conference, a win today would be integral, if not absolutely essential. What a great opportunity for the Cougars and Cougar Nation here this afternoon. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you uh, courtside. Our statistician, BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Our scoreboard studio, halftime, pregame, postgame host is Jason Shepard. Our control board operator is Carter Malloy. 
You are listening in on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our terrestrial flagship is KSL News Radio. We are also on network affiliates in Utah and Idaho and around the globe online via BYURadio.org, BYUCougars.com, KSL.com. You can also get us on various apps, the BYU Cougars app, the BYU Radio app, the KSL app, the TuneIn Radio app. Should be a fun broadcast. We're happier with us today. Mark, when BYU joined the WCC, it was one of the fastest tempo conferences in the country. Nowadays, the league-wide style of play is much more deliberate and slow tempo. And after years, it's kind of the league outlier. BYU has slowed its role and eased back on the gas and is winning with this new way of play. And the new way means fewer possessions, fewer points scored sometimes, but on, on, on better shooting, actually. And more importantly, fewer points allowed. This is the style you expect to see from a lot of teams when you get into a conference grind. Yeah, it really does change in, in conference, Greg. The teams know you, and uh, they have a real strategy on how they want to play you. And BYU in the past, sometimes they they brought a Ferrari offense, and they're trying to drive it on a dirt road. I mean, you can still go fast, but it's it's tough. It's uh, Teams like Portland the other night, their only way they're going to be able to compete with BYU is to limit possessions, try and keep it close and have a chance at the end. And St. Mary's obviously is different, but it's the same principle. They don't have a lot of possessions. They're just incredibly efficient. So if you're playing a style of play where it's go, 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 throw up a quick shot, uh, just trying to outscore St. Mary's, you're going to get embarrassed. I mean, you, you've got to value possessions. You've got to play good defense, limit their uh, ability to get shots, and try and win every set of possessions. And BYU, I think, is better equipped to do that this year than they have been since joining the West Coast Conference. We'll see t- today, but yep. uh, I think they're in a much better place. And the ultimate barometer game is today's against St. Mary's. When we come back to the Marriott Center, my pregame interview with St. Mary's associate head coach, Marty Clark, as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Raise it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. BYU and St. Mary's straight ahead. Top of the hour. Today's game at ESPNU telecast. So a wide audience will view two of the best teams in the WCC. Two teams with legitimate NCAA tournament aspirations. There may or may not be room enough for both of them. Presuming Gonzaga has an inside lock to another bid. Time will tell. We've just begun the conference title chase. Short time ago, I checked in with Randy Bennett's right-hand man, the Aussie associate head coach, Marty Clark, to get his read on the Gales' current form coming into today's matinee. A little up and down to start the season. I think that coming into this game, the last three or four games, I think we've been really starting to sort out who we are. And you know, We lost a couple of big pieces, and then we lost Kyle with a knee injury. So it's sort of our three best defenders in, obviously, in Joe and Dane graduating, then Kyle, and uh, yeah, just I think it took us a little bit of time to sort out how we're going to cover for that. Um, I think we're starting, we're starting to understand that now. And then, obviously, playing, we started playing Tanner at the four, changed things offensively as well. Um, clearly, for him, who had never played there before, yeah. But for us, uh, it was kind of a necessity. And um, said we played really well against Dayton. I thought we did a nice job against Asheville, and uh, obviously last. No, Thursday night against LMU, I thought it was probably our best 40-minute performance. So, yeah, so I, th- I think we're in, a, in pretty good shape. The offense is operating as smoothly as it really has under you guys over the last number of years. It's really rolling right now. Uh, yeah, that's a fair statement. Um, I, I think through that state of flux you know, around the Anaheim tournament, I don't think we shot the ball as well as what we 
what we would have liked to. Um, we, we still got good open shots, we just weren't making shots for whatever reason. And I, I think part of that is the fact that when you get into those tournaments, we had clusters of games, we just couldn't get enough practice time. That's sorted. No, we had a week off uh, mid January. Uh, sorry, mid December after uh, finals, and we, we had a good block of practice, and we shot the ball well since then. And uh, as you say, the offense is really ticking along nicely. Obviously, I mean, Jock helps. Yeah. Uh, throw it to Jock. He's probably going to score, or he's going to drag a double team, and then you got open shots. And, and clearly, Emmett is um, now a class, a class point guard. Uh, can score if he needs yeah. to, but can really get the ball where it needs to be got to. Jock's pretty automatic when he gets a deep catch. Is he as good as you hoped he would be or even surpassed expectations for where he would be in his senior season? Um, well, if you go right back to the start of when we recruited him, he's way surpassed what we thought we could probably get out of him. After having having for two years, like, okay, this guy could be all could definitely be all league. Last year he was phenomenal. And um, to, to, to be honest, I would, I would like him to be a little hungrier, <laughs> as in I'd like to... I think he's too generous with his knowledge that it's a team game. Uh, I think if you catch it with two feet in the paint and you shoot 70%, you probably should shoot it every time. <laughs> but that's part of what makes him good too, is the fact that he's more than willing to share the ball and and he is such a good passer. He, he's very patient down there and uh, you know, we run our, our cutting actions and it either gets a layup or a three on the other side. But um, no, he's definitely surpassed our initial expectation. He's where we where we thought he should be after what the year he had last year. So it seems that BYU and St. Mary's always seem to catch each other pretty early in the conference schedule, first or second weekend it seems, and today you bring in two teams, neither of whom has lost a game in more than a month. What a great setup. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think from memory, they usually come to our place early in the year, way. and yeah. uh, I would think this is probably the first time since I've been here in five years that we've played, and I'm, I'm guessing your students aren't here. Right. Uh, they'll be here, no doubt. Somewhere. <laughs> but they're not in. They're not they're in, not in class. Yeah. yeah, and that's, uh, that's so. That's a different thing for us. Um, again, expect it to be a full house and it'd be a great game. But no doubt, what you said, you know, two teams that are really on a roll. I mean, you guys are. I think you won eight or nine in a row and nine, clearly yeah. playing well. Uh, yeah, it's it's set for a what is re- a game that I'd expect would be a tournament or, or close to a tournament, I think two teams that really know who they are and what they're trying to do and uh, set up for a great game. Marty, as always, appreciate the time. We'll see you back in Moraga. Okay, thank you. All right, that is uh, Marty Clark, St. Mary's Associate Head Coach. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's today's BYU basketball trivia question. Yoli Childs on Thursday picked up his 11th career double-double. That's pretty good. Yoli's played fewer than 50 games after all. He's pacing for many, many more. But who is BYU's all-time career leader in double-doubles? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oz will drive it, give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, so getting you prepared for BYU and St. Mary's. First up, the answer in today's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. Yoli Childs on Thursday night 
He's picked up his 11th career double-double. But who is BYU's all-time career leader in double-doubles? Mark, what do you think? Hmm, that's tough. And i got about 10 names floating in my mind, Greg. you got to be a four-year guy, I would think, and an averaging probably double figures in scoring type guy. And then, unless you're Kyle Collinsworth, you're probably a bigger guy. I'm going to go a weird on this one. I'm going to go with McKelly Wesley. McKelly Wesley is... Not in the top 20. Okay. Okay, good job, Mark. <laughs> Pre-McKelly or post-McKelly? Pre. Uh, his, so you're looking at Mike Smith, Fairchild. Uh, even Well, yeah. Later than, later than Fairchild, earlier than Smith. Uh, I don't think Greg Kai. His jersey's up in the rafters. <laughs> Kresimir? Kresimir Chosich. Really? I 48. I didn't think he was here long enough. It just shows how good he was. Yeah. I think he, I think he did it in three seasons. Three seasons. Uh, 48 double-doubles for Kresimir Chosich. There you go. All right. That is our You Be the Judge trivia question. Cougar Tip-Off Show continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar tip-off show rolls on. Touch pass, Celius, three. Got it! Zach Celius makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. the voice of my former intern Sydney. That's Sydney Carlson, formerly intern Sydney, now a member of the BYU Athletics Corporate Sponsorships team. She nice crushed job. it. She did. She killed it. All right, way to go, Sid. Uh, time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital injury report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital emergency room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23,000 for current ER wait times. Dalton Nixon and Ryan Andrews remain on the shelf with ankle and knee issues, respectively. There we go. Starting lineups, opening tip-off coming up next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.